Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I'm your genial radio show host, Rudy Maxa, and you're listening to the country's most widely syndicated radio travel show. And travel, we will today. We'll start by talking to the city administrator of Branson, Missouri, to gauge the impact of this week's hurricane that lashed that popular vacation spot. Then we're going to ask the question, is flying first class really a first class experience? New York Times reporter Jesse McKinley took a close look at what those folks flying in the front of the plane really get for their money. And you're going to be shocked at how many aren't paying for those big seats. And you remember Pan Am. Well, you might be interested to learn that the airline had a tumultuous beginning in pre-World War II Asia. Greg Kuby is the author of a new book called China Wings. He's dug up some fascinating history, and we're going to be talking with him. And apparently, we Americans, we Americans think of ourselves as the worst tourists in the world. Hey, not if you're listening to this show regularly, you're not. But we'll hear from the folks who came up with that finding. And as always, I'll have a few deals of the week for you at the end, at the end of the hour. Before we start and take a look at the news and travel this week, I, I would like to express my condolences. And I'm sure my listeners join in and the stations who carry Rudy Max's world join in. Uh, to the families in the South and the Midwest who endured hurricanes this past week, the death toll stands at 31 as I broadcast live this Saturday morning. And our TV screens have been filled with images of the devastation, as well as the acts of kindness of neighbors and strangers who have often traveled from other states to help hard-hit towns. Our hearts go out to everyone, and our thanks go to those who have uh, uh, done extraordinary acts of generosity and kindness to try to lessen the misery of some of those folks in the South and the Midwest. Now on to some travel news this week. Well, you can wave goodbye to Continental Airlines. The last flight bearing that airline's name flew Friday evening from Phoenix to Cleveland. Continental is now united. And at 1 a.m. Saturday morning, the two airlines merged their computer systems. Now, previous mergers of airlines' computer systems have often been disasters, but United has spent the week reassuring customers everything is going to go smoothly. Well, all I have are early Saturday morning reports. Joe Brancatelli uh, filed a bulletin from JoeSentMe.com. He's one of our regular guests. You probably recognize his name. And uh, as we broadcast now on Saturday morning, there are, in fact, flights leaving unusually late all across America. Frequent flyer upgrades are um, many times requiring special handling by reservation agents rather than being taken care of automatically online. But no huge crisis yet, but uh, we still got another 36 hours that will tell the story of whether the massive marriage of, computer, of computers between United and Continental is going to be a headache or, a, or smooth sailing. You know, before the real estate boom cooled, developers rushed to build expensive condos in conjunction with five-star hotel companies such as the Four Seasons and Ritz-Carlton. Well, if you've ever wanted to live in one of those condos that allow you access to the luxury service or the hotel's luxury services, you can pick up a bargain right now in Denver, Colorado. Only one of 25 condos atop a Ritz-Carlton there have been sold, and developers are slashing prices by an average of 45%. A one-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath unit now starts at a reasonable $430,000 in Denver. I've been watching the construction of Ritz-Carlton condos and hotel right on Michigan Avenue in the heart of uh, uh, Chicago. be interesting to see how those prices 
whether those prices fall as well. Well, snow, high winds, and two days and nights of hurricanes crippled flight schedules in the Midwest, but it was the hurricanes that tore through towns that claimed lives and made headlines. Fortunately, no one was killed when a, with a hurricane that hit Missouri, the Missouri tourist spot of Branson. Dean Crudoff is the city administrator for Branson. I asked him to join us for an up-to-date minute report on the situation there. Mr. Crudoff, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Hello, Rudy, and thanks for having me. I'm sorry you have to make your first appearance as a guest on my show to talk about bad news as opposed to good news, but I understand there the, the majority of businesses that cater to tourists uh, were undamaged. Actually, that's correct. We do have much more good news than bad news. We, uh, of course, are watching what's happening right now in the South and the Midwest, and our hearts are going out to them right now. Uh, we experienced uh, very similar damage in parts of our community, but there are many, many parts that are uh, completely unscathed. We have uh, about over 53 years in Branson, and only about five or six were affected. We have a number of shows that are up and going strong. Our main attractions, such as Silver Dollar City, the show about Branson Bell, were completely untouched. And even attractions and accommodations that were uh, affected, such as the Hilton Hotel, our convention center hotel in the Hilton on Branson Landing, um, they're partially open. The uh, Branson Landing Boutique Hotel ha has about 140 rooms, and our Branson Landing shopping mall is up and running. So we're in full recovery mode right now. The five theaters that were affected, were they badly damaged? I mean, was this a situation of they just disappeared from the face of the earth, or is this uh, partial damage? Partial damage. That's the, the one thing that we've been trying to let everybody know is we've seen uh, so many horrific images, and uh, we did have damage, but the theaters that I'm talking about, they can be repaired. They, uh, it's not the type of damage that you saw, for example, uh, what you know, our hearts went out to Joplin, Missouri last May, and Joplin was one of the first communities that came here to help us with our cleanup. Uh, so we are in the process right now of assessing the buildings. Uh, and we're very, very grateful that we had no loss of life, and we're getting right back and ready for our season. What time did the storm hit, Branson? The storm hit Wednesday morning at about 1.20 in the morning. And was and there much we, warning? Yes, actually, we did have quite a bit of warning. The National Weather Service did an outstanding job letting us know this was a potential. Uh, we had all of our resources on effect and ready just in case something like this happened. We were watching radar come in, and we had ample time to sound our sirens and let people know that this was hitting. So uh, I think a lot of lessons learned from other communities, and uh, we're very proud of the fact that we were ready for this. And, and uh, unfortunately, it happens, but it does happen, and now we're in recovery. You're listening to Dean Krutoff. He is the city administrator for Branson, Missouri, of course, a very, very popular destination for folks who like to see shows and go to other amusements, particularly a, it's a great family destination. Um, Dean, I note that on uh, explorebranson.com, there is a way that folks can, can lend a hand. Tell me a little about that. Well, our Convention and Visitors Bureau has just been an outstanding partner with everybody to get information about our shows, about our attractions out. And if folks can go to explorebranson.com, or if they uh, want to make a phone call, they can call 800-296-0463 and get information about uh, the current status of attractions, our shows, and our um, lodging associate, you know, our lodgings in our hotels. When so is the season? We, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dean. That's, no, that's quite right. I was going to ask when the season really kicks in. Is it May, June? Actually, it's March because we get a lot of people coming here on spring break. A lot ah. of families. So this um, hits just right at the very beginning of our season, and we go all the way through to the end of the year.
All right. And I would remind people I've visited Branson. I remember there's a nice there's a great amount of outdoor activities as well. This isn't just uh, uh, theaters and, and amusement parks. It's a beautiful natural setting. Great. Some great hiking, great lakes. Dean, uh, I thank you for joining us and good luck with the new season. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for having us. Let us letting us put the word out. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Dean Trudoff is the city administrator for Branson, Missouri. You can find more information at visitbranson.com. Coming up, how many people fly in first class, and how many of them are really paying first class fares? And is it all that great? We talked to a reporter who knows. Don't go away. You're in Rudy Max's world. Glad you are. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Hey, I'm happy to bring you the first in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive each year. Here it is. Nancy was looking forward to the perfect Caribbean cruise wedding. Miami in the morning, dinner with friends on board, dancing the night away, and a little wedding night hanky-panky to top things off. What she got was very different. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a new Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Heritage for the blind reminds you to be kind. There's something you can do for those who depend on you. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Heritage for the Blind is an IRS-recognized charity, and your donation is tax-deductible. Whether your car runs or not, we'll tow it away for free. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day hotel voucher to one of many exciting locations. So be a star. Donate your car. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS or call 1-800-555-6689. And remember, you can prevent blindness by getting your eyes checked annually. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Today. You hear so many ads for gold, but they raise more questions than they answer. That's why American Bullion has created a comprehensive free gold guide packed with unbiased information about gold as an investment. Get the facts before you buy. Learn all about gold IRA rollovers. Call American Bullion now for your free copy of the Gold Guide at 800-897-9664. 800-897-9664. AmericanBullion.com. 800-897-9664. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. 18 minutes after the hour, this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at Travel Guard, a chartist company and a worldwide leader in travel insurance. Travel Guard provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe, helping to ensure leisure and business travelers alike solve problems and manage risks. And right now, if you go, you probably heard the spot during the commercial break. If you go to travelguard.com forward slash stories, you'll read a very, very short story in a series of true travel tales, and you'll be eligible for a chance to win a new Kindle. Every year, Travel Guard receives thousands of stories from travelers about their experiences. This one's about a Caribbean cruise wedding that starts out one way but has a very different ending. Now, what you'll find are three different endings, and you can choose the correct one. Um, doesn't matter. Even if you choose the wrong one, 
If you get the correct one, they'll let you uh, register to win that Kindle. Travelguard.com forward slash stories. I'm sure you'll also get some information from Travelguard if you do register. I think it's information worth looking at if you're a traveler in these uncertain times. There are some of us who travel a lot, and uh, we spend most of our time in coach. Occasionally, we'll get upgraded. Uh, but a New York Times reporter with the How We Live group named Jesse McKinley recently took a, a really in-depth but, but also broad look at first-class travel. I wanted Jesse to come on and talk with us. Jesse, welcome for your first visit to Rudy Max's World. Hello there. L let me just start with one thing, Jesse, which is the number of people. Well, first of all, there's... There's now, most airlines are flying domestically with two classes. There's coach, and then they call it first class. Um, some transcontinental flights particularly will have three on the larger airlines, coach, business, and first. But for the purpose of this discussion, let's say it's the front of the plane. It's called first class. And uh, I was stunned by the number of people you found, and, and Joe Brancatelli, who's a frequent guest on this show, estimated are not paying for those first class seats. Yeah, I mean, most people that, that study the industry and have looked at this can only guess. And once again, the, the airlines won't give you these numbers; they're proprietary. But they guess that anywhere from uh, you know ten at the top to two percent of the people flying at first uh, at the front of the plane are actually paying, which is pretty shocking. It is pretty shocking. The rest of them got their how. Well, uh, you know, the upgrade programs that the uh, airlines have been running for the better part of the last two decades have been enormously popular. And in the last couple of years, as competition has increased and, and uh, you know, the, the airfares have remained relatively stagnant, um, the idea of the free upgrades has become increasingly common. So a, a lot of passengers that previously would have had to pay either in miles or cash to get to the front of the plane are now just automatically being bumped up there. That is true. I'm, I live in, the, in, a, in a Delta hub, Minneapolis-St. Paul, and I'm a platinum on Delta. And if there's space available, I get upgraded at no charge automatically by the computer. Um, Not that there's and, anything and, wrong with that. No, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And, and the, the, price, the price differential is, is huge. I mean, you can spend $300, $350, $400 for a round-trip coast-to-coast ticket if you're lucky enough to get a fare like that these days. Uh, whereas if you're paying first class, it could be five dollars to $6,000, right? No, absolutely. It's it's, a, it's usually a factor of about twenty to one, and I, I think for a while, you know, particularly when the economy was booming, you had uh, you, you had businesses, uh, whether they be banks or movie studios or what have you, particularly on those those transcontinental routes, you know, LA to New York in particular, who were willing to shell that out. Uh, then, of course, the economy hit the skids. Uh, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of businesses were looking for places to cut, and one of the easiest places to cut was to tell your you know, your CFO or your, your second-tier management that they weren't going to fly up front anymore, that they were going to have to go and coach. Always a bad memo to get. Um, <laughs> there's, there's nowhere better to see the glory days of, uh, of first class or the front of the cabin than old movies when you see passengers all dressed up, women in heels, men with the, the handkerchiefs coming out of their pocket on their suit. And as you point out in your February 12th New York Times piece, there were meals from the 21 Club and they were served on Rosenthal china with stainless steel silverware and starch white napkins and tablecloths. What, generally speaking, is business or slash first class like these days domestically? 
mean, you absolutely put your finger on it. If you if you ever want to trip down memory lane, you just got to watch the now defunct ABC series Pan Am. I mean, that was a real sense of, you know, stewardesses and pillbox hats and men in three-piece suits. But what you're more likely to find in first class nowadays are are a, a little bit of glassware, <laughs> perhaps a pillow that, that has, you know, migrated back from the poor folks in coach who no longer get pillows, and kind of the, the same level of service that, that a lot of people, particularly who did experience the glory days of first class in, in the 60s and 70s, were probably accustomed to seeing in coach. Um, you know, the, the experience at the, at the front of the plane is, as I, as I said in my story, mainly distinguishable by the fact that it's not as terrible as coach. You know, the, 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 there is so much there is so much misery to be found at the back of the plane that uh, first class has really become a place more more a haven than a, than a place of luxury. My guest, my guest is Jesse McKinley. He's a reporter with the New York Times with the How We Live group, and he looked at how first-class passengers live these days on flights in a piece on February 12th in the New York Times. Um, Jesse, I, I gather that it's on transcon flights that you'll probably experience the best, um, particularly San Francisco to New York or L.A. to New York, the best service and the best, because that's where the airlines try out their new stuff, right? Yeah, and, and to a large extent, those are the passengers that are, are paying the most. Even if they're even if they're paying for a coach ticket, that's going to get them bumped up to first class. You know, those those longer routes are going to be where the, the you know the higher the higher paying customers are. Um, some airlines are are as you pointed out, Rudy, they are trying out new things. Um, United has been trying to you know use some of those longer routes for flatbed. Uh, seats where people can actually, you know, lie flat and at the front of the plane. Um, other airlines, Delta in particular, has sunk um, what they say is a, is a chunk of money into kind of improving their first-class route. So, so the, in in their defense, the airlines claim at least that they're trying to maintain a level of luxury at the front of the plane. In my experience, you're probably not going to find that on, you know. Dallas to Atlanta, you're, you're more likely to find that on New York, L.A. or New York, San Francisco. So really, you're just getting more legroom, a wider seat, and maybe a little more attentive service and some free drinks. Yeah, absolutely. Which, I, you know, which isn't it, bad. Which isn't bad, but if you paid $3,000 for it, I, I could understand being missed. Right. Uh, you seem yeah. to, in your sidebar, uh, headline, Coast to Coast, Soup to Nuts, you looked at one, two, three, four, five, six uh, airlines. Uh, Virgin America Airways, I have not, I've still not flown Virgin America, I'm embarrassed to say, um, uh, as a travel, supposed travel expert here. But you, you describe the seat as plush white leather seating, 55 inches of legroom. Normally you get like 32 if you're lucky. 165 degrees of recline and lumbar massages. Dinner might include braised short ribs and Korean uh, bibimbap and Desserts like French macaroons and limp and lemon curd tart sounds. Per that actually sounds. And you have lounge access, and I know Virgin uh, does a uh, does pretty cool lounges. That that doesn't sound too bad, actually. No, it's. Uh, I think Virgin does a pretty uh, pretty good job, uh, particularly if you like to listen to tech now at thirty five thousand feet. But um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, and without being too much of a, of, a, of a downer, you can also point out that Virgin has has had a trouble turning a profit. You know, since starting, I think only one they've only actually turned a profit in one quarter. Uh, Richard Branson, of course, has said that that's not a problem, and, and to be honest, he probably has the money to burn. But um, it, you know, you you do have to wonder how long Virgin will be able to keep up that level of service if they continue to, you know, land in the red at the end of every quarter. 
that uh, sample coast-to-coast -coast fare you attach to that Virgin Atlantic flight, by the way, is $1,700. So you're talking 3400 uh, uh round trip. Uh, Jesse, uh, would you... Um, I mean, did you get a sense, I presume you talked to some airline folks, I know you did, about uh, first-class service. Did you get the sense they're trying to up the game on it, or they sort of like right where they are now, or that they're actually trying to dial it down a bit? I think it's it's kind of an artful jujitsu that they're doing. They they certainly say um, yes. They, they will certainly not say we, you know we're cutting first class. So they they um, make many points that they they've maintained their service, that the food is better, that the service better, that you know you get your coat hung up, blah 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 blah. You know, at, at the same time, they do acknowledge that the passengers at the front of the plane aren't necessarily looking anymore for you know cut flowers and white linens and and that the, in fact what changes they've made in the first class are reflective of what passengers want and what they say is passengers don't care about cut flowers what passengers care about is Wi-Fi you know passengers don't care about you know fine dining what passengers care about is being able to juice up your laptop so they they their their party line is that they are trying to provide what the passengers want and they they say they're upgrading particularly Americans, as they're upgrading with Wi-Fi, they're upgrading with electricity, etc., and that these are reflective of the customers. Jesse? No. I'm sorry, go ahead. And, and whether or not that's true, you know, that, that's, that's up to your own discretion. Well, Jesse, may you always, I know as a New York Times reporter, you always fly first class, and I hope that continues. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you can follow Jesse at, at Jesse McKinley on Twitter. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Imagine this. You're enjoying a well-deserved vacation, and then, boom, disaster strikes. There's an earthquake, a tsunami, or political upheaval, such as last year's crisis in Egypt. Who would you call for help? A deluxe membership from On Call International provides the vital help you need when your destination becomes unsafe. On Call International will quickly get you out of danger and evacuate you home, all covered by your membership. Learn more by calling 800-575-5014 or go to oncallinternational.com or rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors. Get in the zone! Putting off auto repairs can turn a small job into a big one. So put your tax refund to work today at AutoZone. From brakes to engines, we've got the quality parts you need. And you can count on AutoZone's trusted experts to help you stretch those tax refund dollars as far as possible. Spend a little today instead of a lot later. Keep your car running longer with help from AutoZone. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. 
Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. This segment's brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. We all know that sometimes the unexpected happens while traveling, and if and when it does, you can protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership for On Call International. They provide the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation like social unrest and more. I recall On Call bringing about 100 students out of uh, Cairo during the beginning of that Arab Spring last uh, year ago, January. Uh, from unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage or legal woes, On Call, Inter On Call International gives you the help you'll need to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. You can find more information at OnCallInternational.com or you can log on to the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com, and scroll down there on the homepage and click on the On Call logo there uh, on the sponsors, uh, sponsors page or sponsors link. Fascinating new book out. I can't wait to finish it. China's Wings. It's written by Gregory Crouch, and it's a it's a look at the development of aviation in China and southeastern Asia. Um, and with uh, and we're going to focus a little bit on Pan Am during the seven minutes we have together with Gregory here. Um, but it's a look at pre-World War aviation and how the United States and China and the nationalists in China and the Japanese and the outbreak of World War II and how aviation figured into it. Well, let me just give you the subtitle. It's probably more succinct than I can do it. War, Intrigue, Romance, and Adventure in the Middle Kingdom during the Golden Age of Flight. Welcome to the show, Gregory. Nice to have you on. Well, thank you, Rudy. It's delightful, and I appreciate you having me. Well, what what what's what really intrigues me is I, th I think of Pan Am as, you know, the now, well, the now-defunct world airline that traveled around around the world. But getting a toehold, uh, you're, you're, you really bring to life how Pan Am got a toehold in Asia. Why was it so important? Was well, that the way to complete their, their, their global uh, network? Well, Pan Am's big aspiration in the early 1930s was to cast airlines across the great oceans, the Atlantic and the Pacific, and their Pacific project uh, desperately needed Shanghai because it was the only city in the Orient at the time with the economic muscle to anchor the Trans-Pacific route. And there's a guy named, sort of the hero of your story, William Langhorn Bond, Bond, James Bond, William Bill Bond. Um, and he uh, started working for the China National Aviation Corporation, or CNAC, but eventually seeged into an executive position at Pan Am. And it was sort of his job to, to bring China into the fold. And that was, is it fair to say that was a bit disrupted by the Japanese? Well, yes, um, CNAC was hubbed out of Shanghai, and when the Japanese invaded China in the summer of 1937, a colossal battle broke out in Shanghai in the last half of that year, sort of on a par with Stalingrad in scale, and, and obviously CNAC was driven out of the city because of that. It really disrupted the operation. But now, I would think, okay, Pan Am would just pack up its bags, go back to New York, and wait for the... Wait for the World War to end. That's not what happened, is it? Well, um, uh, Pan Am actually did want to do that, but Bond refused to let that happen. He recognized that if they did that, if they left, the Chinese wouldn't want them back after the war was over. You know, they needed help, and they needed it now. And so Bond convinced Juan Tripp, who was the, you know, the president of Pan Am, to let him go back and reestablish the American position in the airline, because it was definitely a partnership. And so even as the Japanese took over Shanghai and pushed the Chinese nationalists back, Pan Am started supplying, I mean, well, describe to me what happened with Pan Am and with the CNAC and, and, and what Bond facilitated for several years. Well, as, as the nationalists got driven out of Shanghai and then driven up the Yangtze River out of their capital at Nanking, they established an interim capital in Hankow, which is modern Wuhan, and then further inland to Chongqing. Um, 
CNAC was their lifeline to the outside world, flying from Hong Kong, first from between Hong Kong and Hankow and, and other cities in the Chinese interior, and then between Hong Kong and Chongqing, once the nationalist government set up in the interior in Chongqing. This was no milk run, was it? Well, not at all. Um, uh, a CNAC airliner leaving Hong Kong in August of 1938 was actually shot down by J the Japanese. That's the first commercial airliner in history ever shot down by hostile air action. And, uh, you know, 14 or 15 people were killed on board the flight. Uh, you know, it was a major international incident at the time. And And this continued for how long? Well, they flew that route from... January 1938 until, you know, December 1941, when the Japanese attacked Hong Kong sort of simultaneously with Pearl Harbor and uh, Malaya and, you know, their big Pearl Harbor attacks throughout the Far East. And then what did William Langhorne Bond and his, his band of aviators do? Well, they evacuated, you know, several hundred people from Hong Kong in the first two nights of the war, 9 and 10 December, 8, 9, and then 9, 10 December uh, 1941. And then in early 1942, they started developing the hump, what became the hump airlift, flying from uh, Calcutta and northern India in Assam over the eastern spur of the Himalayas into China. And this is just the beginning of the story. I mean, I mean, this is just the start of what Gregory Crouch is writing about, and, and it's just a fascinating book. If you uh, would like to catch up on the history of pre-World War and World War II uh, China, and if you have an interest in aviation, and particularly Pan Am, China's Wings is the book. It is available from Bantam. It has just come out. It's a, it's a hardback. You can order it from anywhere you can get books, including local bookstores. You can visit Gregory. Well, let me give you his website. It's Greg Crouch, C-R-U-C-H, C-R-O-U-C-H, C-R-O-U-C-H, gregcrouch.com. Or you can go to Facebook to China, apostrophe, China's Wings. Hey, Greg, thank you for joining us. Too short, but very fascinating. Thank you very much, Rudy. You have a good day. You too. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Heritage for the blind reminds you to be kind. There's something you can do for those who depend on you. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Heritage for the Blind is an IRS-recognized charity, and your donation is tax-deductible. Whether your car runs or not, we'll tow it away for free. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day hotel voucher to one of many exciting locations. So be a star. Donate your car. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS or call 1-800-555-6689. And remember, you can prevent blindness by getting your eyes checked annually. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Today. Quietus contains homeopathic ingredients traditionally used to provide relief. Can you hear that sound? That ringing, that hissing. I can't get to sleep with it. I can't concentrate. I hear it constantly. Everywhere I go, it doesn't go away. It drives me nuts. It's tinnitus. A constant ringing in your ear caused by loud machines. Loud music. Ah, finally. 
Quietus. I love Quietus. I, I couldn't believe it. No more ringing in the ears. No more hissing sound. Quiet relief so I can work. No more ringing. No more loud fans. And I sleep like a baby. If you're suffering from tinnitus, I urge you to try Quietus. After trying Quietus, the ringing stopped, and I felt like I got my life back. Quietus is real, my friend. Quietus has changed my life. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Quietus at 1-800-713-3379. That's 1-800-713-3379. Stop the ringing now. 1-800-713-3379. That's 1-800-713-3379. Do you have paternity questions? In the past, paternity tests were usually expensive and results took weeks. Now, Identigene offers a DNA paternity test that is easy, affordable, and confidential. Identigene is fully accredited and is the only DNA paternity test kit trusted by America's pharmacies. The Identigene kit is easy to use and contains everything you need. Answers are available in two days. For more information, go to identigene.com. Look for identigene at the drugstore. Identigene, test assured. You hear so many ads for gold, but they raise more questions than they answer. That's why American Bullion has created a comprehensive free gold guide packed with unbiased information about gold as an investment. Get the facts before you buy. Learn all about gold IRA rollovers. Call American Bullion now for your free copy of the gold guide at 800-897-9664. 800-897-9664. AmericanBullion.com. 800-897-9664. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Or you can follow me at Twitter at Rudy, R-U-D-Y, Maxa, Rudy Maxa, uh, or go to Facebook, Rudy Maxa-TV show. I know it's a radio show, but it's under TV show on Facebook. And, and like me there. We were trying to get to 2,000 likes. Love to have 2,000 likes on Facebook so I can boast to my friends that I have 2,000 likes on Facebook. So anyway, that's where we post some links to things we do during the show and deals and all kinds of other stuff. I just posted, uh, well, I'll tell you about that in a moment uh, because I don't want to take any time away from our next guest. She is Mara Griffin. She is the Director of Communications for Living. LivingSocial.com. You know LivingSocial.com. It every day sends you all kinds of deals in your community or elsewhere around the world. And they did a little survey. And uh, I, I am just, uh, I'm just surprised at the finding. Uh, Maura, welcome to the show, first of all. Well, welcome. Uh, thank you so much, Rudy. Glad to be here. Do you think you guys, were you guys surprised to find four out of ten Americans, uh, excuse me, not four, uh, we're getting into the, I'm getting a little ahead of it with the stealing, that, that Americans really sort of believe the, the stereotype that we're the world's worst tourists? It was shocking to us as well. Um, not only did our friends in Canada and our Australian friends, but also Americans ourselves rank Americans as the world's worst tourists. Wait a minute. The Canadians considered us the worst tourists? Indeed. Our friends to the north. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I've been thinking of declaring war and taking over that country a long time, and this, 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 may, this may cinch it. <laughs> uh, well, That's probably Irish, why the worst, worst tourist comments like people like me saying things like that. <laughs> Rudy, you may not be helping our case. <laughs> now, and, and the four out of ten number I was about to say, four out of ten of Americans admit to having stolen items other other than the sample toiletries from hotels. So we're talking uh, we towels, bathrobes, have, batteries? Exactly. We tend to have sticky fingers. We uh, Americans are even stealing Bibles uh, from hotels. 
There's something there's something so wrong about that. I don't know how to put that into. <laughs> Although the folks who do distribute those Bibles, I guess, may be happy that someone's taking them. Well, perhaps that uh, those folks that are taking Bibles, that's their last act of rebellion, and then they'll study up on the good book. Uh, well, we can, only, we can only hope. Why did you guys conduct this survey? So at Living Social, we're all about uh, local commerce, and part of that is getting to know local social trends. Uh, travel is important to so many of us. We, even at Living Social, have a great travel business with Escapes, helping you uh, discover great places in your neighborhood or around the world. And uh, this is a, a fun way for us to figure out what uh, travelers are, are doing and how they like to travel. You know, there there is one statistic that I I find um, I, I just I find it hard to believe. The survey found that 78 percent of Americans have visited at least one foreign country. 61 percent have visited multiple countries. 36 percent have traveled to f four or more foreign destinations. Um, you know, given there's there's this old saw about only 17 percent or 20 percent. The numbers are all over the map, but they're pretty low. Americans hold passports. This seems unlikely. Um, now, I know this was a sample of uh, how many folks were interviewed for this? Uh, we had about 2,000 uh, folks in the U.S. And, and these numbers were derived from that, correct? You got it. I, I just find that, do you find that a little high, 78% of Americans have visited at least one foreign country? You know, I think, if anything, it's really inspiring and hopefully will help us improve our uh, World War Stories numbers. Um, I, I think there are a couple of things that are probably uh, playing into that. It was only recently uh, that rules changed where you needed passports to get into Canada, and so that may affect numbers moving forward. True. But, again, I think this is a, an inspiring number that uh, Americans are leaving their borders. And we've also asked if uh, people will be spending more, less, or the same on travel moving forward. And in the U.S., predominantly, we're looking at spending the same, if not more, on travel in the coming year. Is travel, uh, it seemed to me when Living Social started, when group, your competitor Groupon started, that they didn't pay much attention to travel. You guys didn't. But it seems like a growing uh, segment of your business. Uh, yeah, we actually launched into the, the travel world uh, shortly after uh, getting our feet wet in the daily deals business. Uh, we've brought on a, a great team who have been working in travel for uh, decades so that we can really work well with different hoteliers and properties all around the country and all around the world. So might you have in the average week a, a couple travel uh, deals? We do. Every single week, we are offering uh, it, 20 to, to 40 great uh, vacations. I'm actually looking right now. We've got an eight-day China tour, including airfare, Australian trips. Mara, so you just, all right, I've got to cut you off because we're coming to the commercial. You just go to livingsocial.com, right? You got it. Mara Griffin, Director of Communications for Living Social, thanks for joining us. Leading Access World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. This 
segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. It's 43 minutes after the hour. Glad you could join me this weekend here in Rudy Max's World where it's all travel all the time. You know, we do take listener calls. I, I know I tend to book this show, uh, and Anna and I, uh, my executive producer, Anna Schofield, we tend to book the show heavy with guests because there's so much stuff to talk about. But we're happy to take calls. And if you call that number, 800-387-8025, um, if we're on the air, which is live 10 to noon Eastern. Um, many of our stations time shift our show later in the day on Saturday or on Sunday, which is just fine, but we can't take your live calls, obviously, because uh, the show has been time shifted. Um, but if you call, you'll get, you'll get a recording hearing my voice inviting you to leave your question or comment. And I've got to tell you, some, sometimes I call people back personally to answer very quick questions that might be really applicable just to them. I do not plan trips. Please don't call and say, I'm going to Europe with uh, uh, for three weeks. What should I see in Vienna and, and, and Amsterdam and Paris and Rome? Um, but uh, if you've got a consumer travel question or something I might be able to answer, uh, please uh, please don't hesitate to call 800-387-8025. Leave a message. Um, and occasionally, from time to time, we, we put you on the air because if it's a question that we think uh, our listeners might generally learn from, might be of, applicable to more than just your situation, happy to arrange uh, to put you on the air, and you and I will talk about it on the radio. But uh, don't hesitate to call. Even if you get the voicemail, feel free to leave a message or comment. Uh, go to Facebook and uh, uh, click on or find Rudy Maxa-TV show, and uh, you'll see some links. For example, uh, I, I just put a link up at the, of the new... Um, the new double-decker buses that were just rolled out this week in London. This is a new style of the red double-decker buses. You know, they're called Route Masters, and they were retired in 2005, and a lot of people had long faces. They were sad to see them go, but they're now back with a sleeker, sportier profile and much bigger windows. And for the first time, the Route Masters permit disabled access. They're nine feet longer than their predecessors. Uh, the new buses were designed by Thomas Heatherwick, who also designed the British Pavilion at the 2010 World Expo in Shanghai. And one of his goals was to make the buses look less like large red bricks rolling around the streets of London. I think you'll agree he's succeeded. I posted a photo of the brand-new bus on my Facebook page, Rudy Maxa-TV Show. You can look at it right now. Eight of those buses will be running through London this summer. In the next several years, another 600 will be added. So it's the return of the red double-decker bus. It's a great, inexpensive way to see London. Just hop on the bus and ride around up there in the top deck. And uh, with the big windows, you can see everything. And particularly if the weather is inclement, if it's a little rainy or cool, it's a great way to see London with uh, while staying warm and dry. Let's do a couple deals of the week. Hit it, Jeff. Yep, Jeff was Jeff was so fascinating. He was looking at the red bus there. He, there it is. Well, listen, the folks at Thailand's tourism office have launched a new deals website. It's called thailandfastdeals.com. That's all three words are run together. I'll repeat that for you in a moment. Uh, if you're intending on an urban escape to Bangkok, uh, you'll find some deals on hotels from time to time in that big city. If you're interested in beaches of southern Thailand, the site pr promises to carefully curate special offerings. I checked out the new site uh, just uh, this morning, actually. It's very easy to navigate, very handsome. Now, so there are package deals for a few thousand dollars that will include you know, week or two week long trips to Thailand. And then there are discounts on culture, a cultural show in a hotel room in northern Thailand, for example, starting at just $48 a night. So it's a wide range of offerings for a great country. If you've not been to Thailand and would like to 
preview it, um, if you go to Maxa.tv, just go to RudyMaxa.com and click on TV show, and there in the store, I have a three-show DVD, three half-hour shows on Thailand, a show on Bangkok, a show on northern Thailand, and a show on southern Thailand. They all come in one DVD, and it makes for great viewing, I think, he says humbly. Uh, again, the website for these deals is ThailandFastDeals.com. And uh, who knew that March 5th through the 11th was National Sleep Awareness Week? I didn't know that. Uh, in honor of this, uh, this special week, the Benjamin Hotel in Manhattan is offering a March mattress, not madness, March mattress offer that will save you $60 or more on your hotel night. Benjamin's a four-star hotel right on Park Avenue South. Great neighborhood. Lots of good restaurants. It features a sleep program that gives you a choice of 12 different styles of pillows as well as a sleep concierge on staff available for consultation. Wonder if you can ask the sleep concierge to come upstairs and read you a bedtime story. You'll receive a travel pillow and a sleep mask to take home. You may also arrange a late checkout at 3 p.m. Gives you more time to sleep. Room rates start at $244 a night before taxes. Not bad for Manhattan. That includes breakfast for two at the hotel restaurants as well. It's a great rate for New York City. By the way, uh, the hotel didn't think up National Sleep Awareness Week. You can credit the folks at the National Sleep Foundation for this one. You can find more details on this uh, this, let's see, this goes through March, right? It's all of March, all of March. The March mattress offer at the Benjamin Hotel in Manhattan by going to thebenjamin.com forward slash March mattress. Not madness, March mattress. So there you go. Not a bad deal. And if you're really swanking it up and going to Beverly Hills, the Montage Hotel there is offering a fourth free night for all stays, all four-night stays through May 31st. Now, room rates begin there. They're not cheap at five fifty a night before taxes. But if you plan to f stay four nights, you're going to receive a 25% discount by getting a night for free. Not bad for a hotel that rarely offers such generous deals. You can check it out at Montage Hotels. That's M-O-N-T-A-G-E, MontageHotels.com. You're going to have to do some searching. First, look under destinations for the Montage Beverly Hills. Then scroll all the way to the bottom of that page and click on Special Offers. It's in very small type, Special Offers. We're coming to the end of the first hour of Rudy Max's World. If your station is leaving us, thank you for joining us this weekend. We'll be back next weekend, same time, same station. If you're sticking around for the second hour, which I hope you are, most of our stations do, we'll be back after about six minutes of news and a couple ads, and we've got a whole menu for you coming up. Don't go away. been listening to Rudy Max's World and as always you're hearing must hear radio on the SSI radio network